Hello and welcome to episode 225 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. So Henny. Yes. So I have some sourdough starter which I'm trying to bring to life. Have you you've have you ever seen a sourdough starter? Like yes. have you I know I have never worked with a sourdough starter, nor have I okay. ever had one, but I have seen one. I know what it looks like. Okay. It probably looked much healthier than the one that I currently am trying to, to bring to take life. care of. <laughs> right. <I'm trying. laughs> right. Truly reminds me of why I have never done this before. How often do you have to feed it? Well, I, I mean, I was told because someone gave me some of theirs. Yeah. And then they told me to feed it once a day. Yeah. So then I, I started doing that, but then I'm like, this doesn't look right. This does not look right at all. Like, I mean, I, I don't know what it's supposed to look like, but I, I don't think it is this. And right. so, 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 and I'm like smelling it. I'm like, okay. And then I start Googling and it's like, well, you'll know because if it's got mold, well, no, it doesn't have mold on it. I know that. Anyway, and this is only after like babysitting it, you know, for adopting it for one day. Like right. Really, that's right. It. Right. 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 Yeah. So you're so you're one day in. I'm one day in, and it's not looking real good. And I'm like, oh man. But I do know because I've seen Emmeline often has it in her fridge, and I've thought, God, why are you keeping that? And then she'll like randomly pull it out, and I'll see a post that'll say like trying to bring this back to life. And so you know, there's a whole thing. It's not really dead. It's like whatever. Yeah. So, anyways. Then I start Googling and it's, and, and then I'm reading that I should be feeding it twice a day. Oh, okay. To get it to be really whatever. Yeah. Like, all righty then. So now I've started twice a day yesterday. And then I put it in the microwave. Like I kept it in the microwave. So that it's in like a warm, dark space. Yeah. Anyway, I thought yesterday, look, it looked okay. But then today... Not it's sure. taking a turn for the worse. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Okay. I've got to because we're going away next week. I mean, I thought I'd le- like to at least try to do it, to make one sourdough Both. bread. Yeah, yeah. But it might not come from this starter, is what you're telling me. <laughs> might not. It might not. Yeah, I've never done it myself. Uh, but one of my girlfriends got into it during the pandemic. And so she has a starter that she keeps alive. And, uh, and she like, even in the summertime, when she goes to the cottage, she brings the starter with her because, yeah, because (laughs) the starter has to be babysat. (laughs) And, but she, but she does quite regularly make sourdough with it. And, uh, and she's become quite adept at it. Oh, I'm but, sure. but it's a it's a process because yeah. it's not just that you have to continually feed this starter and make sure that the starter is healthy. When you're making the bread itself, mm-hmm. it's like like and and this is some of why I think people really got into it during the pandemic and and why maybe as people are going back to work, they're doing it less and less because you have to like while you're actually making the bread, you have to be home and like available to like do the next step because it's all about like kneading and rising and kneading and rising, flouring and, you know, and heating this and doing that. And, you know, it's, and it's, 
and it's all on a time, right? So it's like every however many minutes or whatever, like you have to do the next thing. And so it's quite a time consuming process, but as the beneficiary of some of the sourdough bread <laughs> yeah. that she has made, I've been very, uh, very pleased with that. She, she's, yeah. she's done a good job. It is, it's worth the effort, I think. Well, I think that there's a sense of accomplishment to having actually done it. And I, I need to like think, is that, is how do important you need, is that yeah, to do, me? Yeah. Do you need that sense? I do not need that sense of accomplishment. No, I know. I know you don't. I, so like I said, I would like to at least try it once. And right. when I was in Canada and May, Graham did it for the first time and he got caught up with not really understanding the whole process. And so when at the time, the next, like the, I had saw him one day and then the next day the bread was made and he said, yeah, I had to like, he, because, you know, when you're young, you decide at like 10 o'clock at night, you're going to do this stuff. <laughs> at 10 o'clock at night. Oh dear. You know, so then he's like setting an alarm for two and then he's up at four baking it till 5 30 and then going back to bed for a couple of yeah so but the bread was exceptional it, yeah. I mean really it's very, exceptional. it's very good bread yeah so so anyway um I mean I'm 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 not giving up on it yet I do know that if you go away you just put it in the you if you don't use it on a regular basis you can only need to feed it once a week you can put it in the fridge correct yeah 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 so so anyway, before I leave to go to Canada on August 4th, I do want to try to at least make one loaf. Right. Okay. All right. Well, you've got, so, to, you, yep. You've got a goal here. I've got a goal. I think I've you got can do that. Yeah. All right. And so like, at what point do you know that the starter is just not going to be viable? Well, I think when it's like there's, it's not fluffy, it's like runny and it makes, sometimes they separate and right. it has a real foul smell, okay. but it needs obvious and it's supposed to double, like it's supposed to continue, yeah. like double in size, right? And yeah. be like, almost like pancake. Yes. Um, and Adam. I think there's something yeah. called a, there's a float test so you can actually put it in water and it should float on the top and then you know that it's really good. Okay. Yeah. I mean... I did spend a little bit of time perusing and now I know people are going to be listening telling me like it's the easiest thing to do, but I feel like this is the same thing as learning Spanish is really easy. Right. Right. Quote unquote, you know, that's, that's where I'm feeling like that's, that's it. Or I've been to Peru and everybody spoke English. Right. So there right, in the right. tourist area for one week, you know, like that's where I'm feeling like that's the thing and that so I don't want to set myself up for just feeling like god what the hell can I figure this out because it may just not be the thing that I do I mean and that's okay too you and don't that's have okay. to, you don't have to do things just because other people are doing them right that's, and what, just, that's what we talked about last week yeah I could just tick it off my list exactly tick, try and done done yeah 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 now Henny I want to know so do you have any frogs that you need to 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 take care of oh um I don't not 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 blaring ones no okay. I have been I have been doing 
I have been doing things and like making sure that I was gonna like like sort of setting myself up for every day like getting one more thing done yeah. off the list of things that needed to happen I mean a lot of this a lot of the like little jobs and tasks and things that I often think to myself oh I'll get to that in the summer and then you know, right. put off during the year, uh, yeah. I wasn't able to do, or I was forced to do because of the move. Okay. So, you know, so there are a lot of those kinds of things that already got done. The yeah. one thing that I hadn't done yet that I told you I would do was that I would unbox all of the like framed pieces, yes. like artwork and different things like that right. and, and put them out around my house. Like, leaning yep. against the walls where I thought I was going to hang them and I have done that you have mm -hmm. so Very everything good. is everything is out of boxes and all sort of spread out okay. around the house in different places yep. so that I can see, like, see if I'm happy with where they are so I, I thought yep. that, that was a genius idea so I have done that that was one of the frogs that I had to yep. had to eat and then there were a couple of little things that I had to do or that I, not that I had to do, but that I wanted to do school related. And there was one in particular that I thought about doing last week and I, then I just never got around to it. And so then this mm -hmm. week I told my, my, my girlfriend that I was going to do it. I said, by the end of this week, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm going to share the document with you. And, uh, and she was like, okay, like, that's amazing. Anyway, I did it last night. So got that done to get it there by Friday. Yeah. 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 So today, yeah. today was the last, today is Friday. So it's the last, like when we're recording this, yes. so the last day of the week that I gave myself, but I got it done. You did it. Yeah. So, so, yeah, and, so I feel like I'm feeling pretty on top of things actually. Okay. And that was exactly what, why I was asking you was because yeah, and you've just said that you told Mel that you were going to have it to her by this date. And so then it's there because I had that big frog. I had, I got a couple of big frogs and they're, they're like massive. And so the one was to sit and write my part of the speech for Graham's wedding. And I had been procrastinating, whatever. So yesterday I messed, you said, what's on the agenda today? Yeah. And I said, well, I'm trying to do this. And I said, follow up with me later and yep. so I did not want to have to say to Henny oh I tried but I couldn't do it <laughs> blah, 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 blah. so honestly I only wrote like three paragraphs of and paragraphs like they're not long but I redid them and redid them and redid them because I kept paring it down changing I don't and it took me like three and a half hours but it's done but it's it's done it's not perfect tomorrow Phil and I are going to sit down and then we put it together and and that but it's very difficult when I when there's a lot of there's a lot of different things that you want to say like for Brock's it was easier he had just been hired as a firefighter and it was really easy to start with with you know the congratulating him on that and also thinking about you know when you're you're entering into a job where you are to the public and seeing people and then being able to like think about stories and things in in you know his childhood and adolescence and young and as an adult 
that are directly sort of related to that, which makes it seem like this is a good fit yeah. for a career, but also with the type of person that you are, mm-hmm. you know, like you mm-hmm. genuinely do want to help people. And so it was, it was relatively easy. And Emmeline was very easy too, because I had a very distinct thing with her. Actually, what's interesting is because Phil had, when Phil was doing his part for M, it was that they have things in common with having been in a, they got into a, like they were, they had had no children previously. They were in a relationship with someone who had two kids. Right. Also around around the same age when it happened, and so those they they understand what it's like. Yeah, yeah. So then, yeah. So then, there's lots of things to say about about them, about their relationship, about their stage of life. You know, that is you know connected to you also, right? Correct. Yeah, and that the things that they have you have in you have common there's some a commonality there that you share together that you don't share with some with anyone else you know like with yeah. anyone else within the it's just or she doesn't share and so with alexandra it's sim, there's some similar things with her and i because you know we just like a couple of weeks ago phil and i were talking and it was like she was 17 years old when she came back to canada even though she's Canadian, but she was 17. She was alone. She didn't, she knew, she thought she knew more English than she did, but how scary that is. And, and what that feeling is like, if that really feeling like you belong and blah, blah, blah. I understand what it's like to live somewhere where you, you don't have any friends. You don't have a good grasp of the language Mm -hmm. and that, I mean, my experience, I had a lot more support. I was also an adult, but there are some similarities like to understand that feeling. Yeah, yeah. Of, and, and what I want to share with her is just how, for her to always remember how strong and resilient she is. Yeah. You know, and courageous and how that will come, you know, that will always be something that she can always like, even when things, when life, I said, I think I think when said when life gets like, tricky and you know unsteady and it and it will there will Mm -hmm. always be those times is that you have to remember like at that age that this is what you did and how far you've come since that point you know and the things um but it was something that we do kind of there's a little bit of commonality in that feeling so anyway that was that was the easy part plus I mean, there's so much I could say about Alexandra. I mean, right. you know, I mean, <laughs> the first time really we got to know her, they were stayed with us for five weeks and being a guest and having a guest mm-hmm. for a period of time is difficult and challenging, but I truly left with not wanting them to like, they left and I, I, they could have stayed forever. Like it was yeah. very yeah. easy. And so, um, that, that's also a nice feeling, you know, yeah. but yeah. anyway, oh. anyway. Oh my goodness. So it's, it's tough though. It's it's tough. But my point was that sometimes like when you were out there and we have those frogs and you and I have many times throughout our friendship been like, I got to do this. Or you've been saying something, saying, I think the first time I I really was like on you about something. Do you remember what it was? Was it my closet? No. Oh no. What was it? 
the doctor. Oh yeah, going to yeah, setting myself up with a doc, yes. with a family doctor in Toronto. Yes, yeah, because yes, you're right. There was some like women's health things that needed to be updated and checked on, and Correct. so I was very concerned. And I was, <laughs> and I was putting it off just because I was being lazy. Like there was really yeah. no reason to put it off other than I just didn't want to. Yeah, because it wasn't going to be super easy. You knew you might have to phone a couple of places. There might be waiting lists. Or, I mean, there was like ridiculous reasons not to do it. But Correct. those ridiculous reasons, we all use those, those ex reasons, excuses, whatever, however you want yeah. to frame it. Yeah. yeah. You know, for yeah. not doing or doing oh things goodness. that we do. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> yeah. That was like the first time. And I thought, because, you know, it was like, you, you don't want to seem like naggy, you know, no, but it was like. But it was, to me, it was, I, I had that, I have a friend who had not gone since she'd ha given birth, yeah. which had been 10 years and then ended up having cancer. And yeah. so I was I mean, like, this it's is not ridiculous. worth it. It's, it's not worth it. Yeah. No. Anyone no. else listening out there, have you been putting off mammograms? Have you been putting off like going to have, um, you know, um, Perhaps any type or other or, or whatever other like. Yes, or preventative. Or yes, tests or things depending on yeah, depending on your age for sure. Do it. Just do it. Just do it. Okay. Well, here's something that I was thinking we could do today because I, I know that we've got one little thing to talk about related to a podcast that we listened to. But yep. before that, just because you're talking about, well, this is sort of like an example of, you know, advice that you would give to people, you know, that if you're putting off doing something, you have to tell someone you're going to do it and that will make you do it. So I thought what we could do today is I have a little list of like things. And then I was going to ask you like, what would your oh, best advice be? So like the best advice I could give someone would be this. And so we're not not saying that either one of us are experts in anything we're not um you know we don't have you know medical training we don't have oh uh, specific training related to uh you know nutrition or uh you know fitness or anything like that but just as just as people who okay. you know live our lives and try and you know be healthy the majority of the time and you know and and have been at this for a while here I'm is scared. the best advice we can give you so i have a little oh list. so so i'll start oh, i'm I'll, so I'll, scared i'll send you a I'll, I'll send you a lob ball for the first one a nice easy one. Oh, what's, okay what's the best advice you could give someone for getting a good night's sleep oh putting yourself on a like a, a schedule so that you go to bed at the same time every night yeah. that's what I would that's the I think that is critical is that you go to bed at the same time every night do you think that you have to go to bed at the same time and get up at the same time every night or do you think as long as you're going to bed at the same time every night that's a fairly good schedule I haven't really thought about that. I'm just because of the way that you worded yeah. that. I'm just wondering about that. Well, here's the thing is that I go to bed at the same time every night, but then I wake up at around the same time every morning. Okay. And when it changes, so I, I think that I know, I would say that I know that I'm getting 
the correct amount of sleep that I need. And the way that I can test that is because on the weekend, mm -hmm. if I go to, if we go to bed later, which, pardon me, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't, mm -hmm. because we're, we're old and I think we're just in routines and it's a beige, that's a beige flag. But anyway, um, <laughs> that's, that's coming up later. That's this later. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that, I get the same amount of sleep. So if I've gone to bed an hour later than normal, I will like naturally wake up an hour earlier, like an hour later and then an the next hour day. Later. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So so really if you if you just focused on going to bed at the same time every night, yes. Chances you are you're you're gonna work yourself into some sort of a schedule. Yeah, I mean I'm saying that it could also just be because the routine was setting the alarm at a certain time. And so that's what time. Yeah. And yeah. so now, now that's just the time that you're used to getting up. I'm not yeah. sure what, yeah. you know, really. But I think, yeah. I mean, I think for, I think for most of us, maybe, and maybe this is why the, the important, I think the, 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 the best advice is to really work on getting to bed on time, getting to bed at the same time at a consistent yeah. time. I think probably because most of us do set an alarm or do have a specific time when we have to get up in the morning. And certainly yeah. if we, and certainly for, for, for many of us who work during the week, that is probably a similar time, right? So we, we probably already are getting up at the same time. Right. Certainly, certainly for, for many days of the mm. week, we're probably already getting up at a consistent time. And so if you yeah. focus on getting to bed at a consistent time, I think maybe you fall into that routine almost naturally. Yeah. 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 And, and to do that, you need to like work backwards. So if there are certain things that you need, or you always like that, that have to get done at night, it's mm -hmm. figuring out how much time you need for each of those so that you can get to bed on time. Otherwise, you want to get to bed at a certain time, but then there are things that still need to be done. I mean, there's a difference between what needs to be done, what you want to get done, and what has to get, like uh, what you don't need to do. Absolutely. Okay. I think that's great. All right. Ready okay. for another one? Okay. What is the best advice you could give someone for starting an activity routine when they've currently been doing nothing when you've currently been doing nothing is to start with the thing that you want to do that you actually do want to do and you know is going to give you the biggest bang for for the effort you're putting in yeah. pick one thing so whether or not is it that yeah. i want to be active a few minutes a day or do i start with by like with food right like knowing so, yeah, yourself so, yeah so maybe maybe you're not ready for the activity at all and being correct. and being okay with that yes correct not right? wanting to because i think that's the the worst thing is that we try to do everything and build up to what we were at one point doing and it's overwhelming because you can't do it because you never, you didn't start all of those activities at once. Mm -hmm. You build up and things get added on once you become proficient and things become more routine and regular. It's like, um, you know, prepping, prepping uh, food. You don't run out of everything at once. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, little by little, you like start adding more things on 
and but if you go on vacation for instance that's that's often the, the difficult time is like now you come back and now you're starting from zero again yes yes right and so there's easy fixes for those too if those are the times that stump you it's like okay we'll have a few things in the freezer ready to go order some groceries online even though it's going to cost you a little bit more money that they have delivered or that you can just swing by and pick up because that's also an option now right it's just going and having a shopper get them for you Okay. okay. That was was a long answer, but okay. Yeah. But I mean, I think think that's okay. And I think, I think that's the, I think some of the difficulty too, is if you feel like you're starting from well, and this, I think the zero groceries after a vacation is a really good analogy because I think sometimes we, when we're starting from zero, first of all, we feel like we're starting from zero. We're not actually starting from zero. So Mm. even if you have zero groceries in your fridge, you probably have like salt and pepper in your cupboard, you know, like, like you don't actually have zero, you know, like maybe you have some microwave popcorn or, you know, like you probably have something, it feels like zero, but it's not actually zero. And then the other thing is too, like when you, when you have, when you feel like you're starting from zero, you often feel like, or at least I often feel like I have to now start at a hundred. Right. So like the groceries example is a really great one. So I'm coming back from holidays. I have nothing in my fridge. I don't Mm -hmm. need to, the moment I get home, have a full fridge, a full, like, like I could just go and get some milk and some yogurt and some apples. Like, like, like I really only need a few things to like, get myself started for a day or two. And then when I've got time or the wherewithal or the energy or whatever, then I can go and do the full shop. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that, and that works for any sort of routine that you're trying to build. Right. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is what you, which is what you already said. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Well, well done, Sandy. Right. Good advice. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, what is the best advice you can give someone for organizing dinner when they don't feel like cooking? Well, what do I do? Sometimes that happens. Um, I will look to uh, order something. I will order something in. Yeah. Or I will partially order something in, meaning that maybe it's like the protein part of it that I don't have. Maybe I've got salads already made in the fridge, Mm -hmm. but I don't feel like cooking whatever or something's happened and that's just not going to happen. And then I'll just order either I can order a rotisserie chicken to be delivered. I could order, I mean, lots of different things that you could order in know whatever it is that you 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 want or or going and picking something up really quickly like that yeah I like that advice too because I think there are like with certain with certain situations I think there are habits that we fall into or assumptions that we make about what the only alternative is you know and Mm. so I think like you know this is maybe a stereotypical answer, but I think often we think, oh, I'm too tired to cook. I don't have time to cook. I don't feel like cooking. I'll order pizza. 
Mm. You know what I right. mean? But like, there are so many different things you can do. I mean, if you, if you're craving pizza, order pizza. Like, I, you know, yeah. that, that's an, that yeah. is definitely an option, but you know, maybe ordering pizza five nights a week, isn't an option, you know, or, right. should, or, you know, or isn't the, the option that makes you feel your best. Right. right. So, so then, but I like this idea too, which is tied to your, your previous advice about, you know, it doesn't have to be, you don't even have to order the whole meal. Like, do you have mm-hmm. something ready and you just need to order a piece of it? I like that yeah. idea because I think, yeah. and I think it's good to like, hear someone say like this oh this is what I've done before this is what what you could do because it might not be something that we like come to in our own heads immediately mm-hmm. as an yeah. option you know I love that right okay okay what is the best advice you could give someone for getting back on track oh see that is the back on track again is almost the same as one of the questions that you already asked me Mm -hmm. so it would be back on track would be just putting my energy into the one thing that I know is going to give me that the the, like the the boost that I need to get me back feeling good because if I'm off track that means I'm I'm also probably not feeling really good about myself And so I need something where I'm going to get like an instant hit of feeling like in control or like uh, physically or mentally feeling better. Whatever it is, it's going to make you feel physically or mentally better to start with whatever that is. And then again, building up onto it. Yeah. I love that. I think, I think that's, I think that's sage advice. Yeah. Because I think that many of us think like, oh, I need to make the, you know, I need to uh, do this and this and this and this, or I need to do something that is extreme, or I need to do something that I've never done before. Like, you know, it has to be this big gesture. Whereas what you're saying is you're turning it on yourself and like being, um, you know, reflective of yourself and saying, I need to do whatever it is that's going to make me feel better immediately. Correct. You know? Yeah. I I, I think that's great. I think that's great. Okay. What is the best advice you can give someone for planning a meal? For planning a meal. Yeah. Hmm. For planning a meal. Okay. (laughs) I think this is, so I picked this, this, one in particular to ask you because I think we often first of all in in the you know weight loss world we often Mm -hmm. talk about meal planning yeah um I think anyone who is ultimately or anyone who who carries a lot of the responsibility in their household for cooking Mm -hmm. is always probably thinking about meal planning you know and and so I think this is something that we we often talk about but I think it also is something that sort of gets talked about like as a as a thing that everyone knows but people I think not everyone actually knows like I think yeah I think people don't necessarily know what even it is like it's meal planning okay so I plan meals but like I, I, I how do I do that Okay, so the first, actually, there's two things that 
that I do before even before I even make a decision on what it is that I'm making. Okay. One of them is um, what is going, what am I doing that day? How much time will I have? Okay. I like that. To do it. And the second thing is also what am I doing that day? And that may be about like physically. Is this a day when I have, I, I have the trainer? Mm. Those are the days that Phil and I are both hungrier. Right. And so the meals tend to be different on those days than they are on the other days that as a sense. result of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so those are the first, those are the two things when before, like when I'm making meal, when I'm doing meal planning, I never used to do more than one day at a time. I have started to do more than that. So I okay. generally do like three days. I have it sort of planned out so that when I'm going to, I'm then I make sure that I have all of the stuff that I need for those things. I never try to do more than one new recipe at a, like mm-hmm. sequentially. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Cause it's stressful. <laughs> I think that would be, that would be it. It's like to think about the, the amount of time. That's probably the most important thing is mm-hmm. how much time do I actually have? How difficult is, and then, and then with that knowing what am I going to, what am I choosing to make? How much mm-hmm. time do I actually have to do that? Because those, when you don't have enough time, those are when things really start to get uh, tricky, right? Yeah. 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 Well, and it just makes it so easy to feel like you failed at the job or Mm -hmm. to feel like you're going to give up on doing it. Right. Because it didn't, because it's not going to work out. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the other thing, I mean, anyone who's, who's, we all have to decide, do we actually enjoy like cooking? Is that something you enjoy? If it's not, then you need to figure out a a work around it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it doesn't mean that you can't live and eat healthier. Mm-hmm. Just because you're not Julia Child, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah of course. Like, of course. So. I think that's a, I think that's great advice to start with that. I, I was thinking too, like one of the things that I do is I think about, you know, I either look to see like, what do I have in my fridge that I need to use up? Yes. You know, or what do I have in my pantry? Like, you know, so sometimes like maybe I'll see in my pantry that, you know, I've accumulated a lot of like cans of black beans or something. And so then I'll think, okay, well, like maybe two of the things I make this week will be recipes that have black beans. And so then I go into the, like a recipe index and like look for the recipes that have that ingredient. So I often start from a, here's the ingredient I either that I have or the ingredient that I'm choosing to feature, like the, the ingredient Mm -hmm. that I want to have. And, and I, and I go from there, but I think at an even more basic level, I think your advice is, is, the one to start with to say, okay, first of all, how much time do I have and how much time do I want to spend doing this? Yes. Yeah. But, but your, yours is also good too, because we do seem to either at some point make a decision to buy something that we're going to do, to use and then don't use it. So then it sits in the cupboard or the That's freezer yeah, or we automatically can't remember how many of each thing we have. And I know you've not, you use black beans, but I know that you have on more than one occasion had multiple bags of frozen vegetables in your freezer. Correct. And then all of a sudden it's like 
guess guess I'm making stir fry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to do that. It's good. It's good at, for a lot of different reasons. You know, uh, my, money wise, I mean, things go bad and then you throw them out and it's wasteful. Um, you know, two, you don't want to start accumulating stuff. You want to be able to add new things in um, and, and into the mix. But uh, there's, I also, there's, for me, there's a huge sense of like, I get chuffed when I, you know, I do that, opening the fridge and using up everything that's in there, mm -hmm. you know, that really tickles, that's, that's really tickles my fancy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. What is the best advice you can give someone if they're feeling kind of down and they'd like to feel better? Well, I think it depends. So for me, like when I am really feeling down on myself, uh, I really try to have a, like a, this inner, this conversation of a reality check with myself saying, okay, this is enough of this. What is really happening? Is that actually the truth? Okay. Because I do find that it's like, well, you know, this is why, and I'm doing this and that, and I have to think, but is that really the reason that this is happening is that really the reason that the scale's not moving to either um you know put that to rest or to eliminate things that, and then it allows me to actually think about what could it be like to be able to move, to move forward because i find that when i when i'm feeling really bad like that i'm stagnant i'm just kind of like hoping for the best but not i haven't done anything to to make a change at all Right, right. You have given far more, far better advice and more helpful advice, I think, than the advice I was going to give. Because I was like, well, if you're feeling kind of down and you want to feel better, I would like listen to a funny podcast or okay. like you know, uh, watch some, like watch your favorite television episode. I'm like, I'm thinking like, I don't know, I would distract myself from it. And then you're like, you know, you really got to like look at yourself and like think about what's going on. And I was like, oh, maybe I do need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you reminded me that I, I linked a podcast that I meant to send it to. Oh. I actually went to listen to it first and it was about, and it was with Lori Gottlieb. She had, she was the host, the guest. Sorry, she was the guest. I love her. We've talked about this before. Lori Gottlieb, she she is a therapist who wrote a book that yes. is called Maybe You Should Speak to Someone or Maybe You Should Talk to Someone. Correct. That she she's a therapist that actually had to go to a therapist. Yeah. But it is a very good book. It's absolutely excellent. Yes. Yeah. She <laughs> also is co-host of a podcast called um, It's the Therapist. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I listen to it, and they just started season three, and I'm addicted to oh, listening oh, to it. Oh. Anyways, anyway, <laughs> episode was about this about why why we why we think that we don't need or we shouldn't go to therapy, and gotcha. And so I have to listen to it first before I. But I completely forgotten. I don't know where the heck I saved that to. Now I'm going to have to go back to it. <laughs> I mean, I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily think that I don't need to go. I just haven't 
done it. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that's so funny. Okay, I have I have one more for you. What's the best advice you can give someone to do something that they really don't want to do? So, yes. yeah, you. I'll, I'll leave I, that open for you. Yeah, well, I, I, you have to tell somebody else to make them yeah, account. Yeah, we, we started, account. that's why when you were talking about that today, yeah. I was like, oh my, she read my mind. We're talking about the same thing. Yeah. 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 If that works for you, I mean, you have to, because once you ask somebody for, for that, you have to be ready for them to follow up with you about it. Yes. Yes. So. Correct. I think that's, I think that's why. I think, I think similar to what we were talking about last week too, like you have to, like, is this thing that you don't want to do, do you have to do it? Yes, that's right. right. You know, mm -hmm. be, you know, because if this thing that you really don't want to do, well, I mean, if this thing that you really don't want to do is cook dinner, I mean, there are other options, right? Yeah. But if the thing that you really don't want to do is, um, you know, make some sort of a diet change to, you know, you know, after your doctor has recommended it, I mean, maybe this mm -hmm. is something that you have to do and you have to figure out how to do it and you have to... Yes. find the motivation to do it right so yeah so I think I think you have to consider like do I is this something that I don't want to do and I also don't have to do and so maybe I need to let yeah. it go but but in yes. many cases it's things that we that we have to do that we just yeah. don't want to do or we don't want we or we keep just putting it off like well I don't want to do it now yeah. You know, okay, but yeah. I don't want to do it 30 seconds from now. I still don't want to do it 30 minutes from now. But, like, at, at some point, I have to do it. Yeah. So. Yeah. But but also, because we, we do know that sometimes those things that we just never get around or we, we can't get started is because we don't know how to get started. Mm, yes. All right. Which so was maybe, my whole thing with the speech. Yeah. So, right. So, maybe <laughs> sometimes it's a case of... Not just that I'm telling someone I'm going to do this mm. and follow up with me, but maybe I have to do this and I don't know how to start. And, yeah. and then maybe someone might be able to say to you like, okay, this is what I did. Like start like this or, yeah. okay. Like, I mean, sometimes just saying that is enough to yeah. sort of unlock whatever frustration you're feeling and then yes. you know, get an idea. But yeah, I think that's, I think that's, I think that's, uh, a good, a good suggestion too, Sandy. Look at you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You were, you were so, you were so worried about it and you did great. Thank you. So much, <laughs> I did. So okay. Much, this is so I mean. much great advice. Oh my goodness. My goodness. All right. Yeah. So okay. you're up. Beige I'm flags. Up. Go for it. Be beige flags. So, well, I mean, and this is also interesting. So the beige, the beige, so beige flag. So for those who don't know, we all, we know what a red flag is. We meet someone, something's happening and there's like a red flag. You're like, hmm, this is like not, this seems there's something here that I'm not really, I don't really understand. Do I like this? Do I not? Are they honest? Are they not? I mean, lots of different things. Green flags, we know for sure. It's like green means go, right? Red means stop. But yeah. What about beige, the beige flag? So beige flags, actually you reminded me 
earlier in our conversation about where the origin of a beige flag for those that don't know Henny what what is it what is what is the origin of a beige flag yeah so I I guess when the term like when people first started using the term they use it to refer to things that people said particularly on dating profiles that were like so um it's broad right usual generic broad common like things like likes long walks on the beach or like yeah likes to go to the gym or you know like loves loves, animals yeah like loves animals like like these are things that it's almost like a cliche like if, if those were the only things that you had on your dating profile you have literally told me nothing about yourself correct and so that and so people started calling those beige flags because it was like beige it was like it was like boring it was like I know nothing about you. It's beige, right? Yeah. Um, However, more recently, as we have learned, because Uh, we listened to an episode of We Can Do Hard Things, where they were talking about beige flags, more Hmm. recently, beige flags have come to, this term has come to mean things about the people that you spend time with that aren't red flags or green flags. They aren't like great things or like things that tell you you have to end that relationship they're just sort of like weird quirky things yeah that you have to I mean I guess you have to put up with but like yeah but they're not like a negative but they're not a positive either right because it's not something that they do that really has an effect it doesn't affect you either way you might think that it's funny you might think nothing you have like might have no feelings about it yeah might think they're ridiculous I mean there's a lot of different things but and we and we all have them yeah we all have them okay and so 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 Sandy Sandy texted me yesterday and said have you listened to this episode yet I had not and she was like okay you have to listen to it because I think you said in the text that you'd been thinking about like all of the beige flags that you have yes I have okay. lots of beige flags. My my husband has a ridiculous amount of beige I flags. He say, is beige. Feel, he is hundred percent beige. I feel like I was gonna say I feel like Phil has more beige. He's flags a beige. He's a beige. Oh, yeah. he does. Yeah, he does hundred percent. Okay, he's, and that's so I called I called him out on it, and he's like, "I that just all sounds like I'm organized." <laughs> However, uh, beige. However, you want to position it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on your dating app, on your dating profile. I'm organized. <laughs> okay, so Sandy, oh what are some God. of your beige flags? Okay, so my beige flags, so I have like everything in my fridge has to, like all of the containers have to like fit on top of each other and, and nicely when the container of whatever starts to get low. I don't like to open like a a container that might've been full of cut pineapple when maybe there's only two days worth of pineapple. I get a lot of satisfaction with like changing the container. So I'll actually like put it into another container and then wash the big container. So then I can see like everything is really, I told what are you giving me a look like that for? This is not, I'm being honest with what my flag I is. I, I mean, this is a dead looking at I'm just thinking like, like <laughs> so you're creating 
you're creating dishes for yourself. I, but, but I feel, so, but then, but not even that because they're containers. My containers all have to have the lids attached to them in the cupboard. They are all stacked nicely. I think that's I have very a big wise. I cupboard like that. for my containers. If someone else has put stuff away, because sometimes Phil will, or um, the the cleaning lady, if she has washed a couple of the things that were in the sink, and I'm like, what? Then you opened this and you saw how everything was neat here. Where did you think that this was acceptable? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate that. As a person who also likes to have lids on containers and containers in specific spots in the cupboard, I get it. Yeah. Did you grow up in a house where there was often containers without lids or like it didn't quite fit because it was almost the lid, but it wasn't the lid? Yeah. Yeah. Correct. And you always had way more lids than you had containers. Yes. How yeah. does that, it's like, yeah. Anyways. So maybe that's where this comes from. I like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's a bit of a beige flag, but I like it. I rarely, and I rarely buy anything that's not on sale. Okay. Yes. I love to get the best price on everything. And you already know these things about me because you yeah. will just go on and, and order whatever. And I'm like, what? My husband is the same. You paid what? That is ridiculous amount of money for that. We could have got it from here. <laughs> right. That is something that is, I, and I know it's a beige flag. Phil makes fun of me all the time. He's like, he's always like, oh, you know, saving, you know, always saving pennies there, Queso, yeah. you know, saving <laughs> our pennies. I said, well, I have to, because then you just go and you're spending, spending, you're spending dilly. our pounds. <laughs> yeah, you're dilly dilly, man. I allow that. You're welcome. <laughs> Good for you. Um... I have to have my counters clean. I don't like anything on my counter. Oh like, yeah, you oh, don't. Enough. Yeah, like you wouldn't even keep a toaster on your counter. My my toaster is not on my counter. The coffee maker is on the counter. I have a bowl with fruit, and then I have um, paper towel dispenser. I have um, a little trivet that has like salt and pepper. Oh yeah, so you do have a few things on your counter. Few, but I have a but I have like a long long counter and that if I had tiny counter no I'd have everything away I couldn't there's no working space that mm -hmm. stresses me out I need lots of working space mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I think I think that I think that counts as a beige flag because I think you're more extreme about keeping your counters clear than than the average person I think so yeah yeah all right so those were like the ones like you that, know like immediately you thought of yeah, I will return anything, even if I paid four dollars for it, and I don't use it. Yeah, I have been known to do that—to buy something at Costco that was like because Costco for me also like anything with a seven on the end means they're clearing it out, and that I have to go to see what that is. And if I, I have taken stuff back that I paid like two ninety-seven for that then didn't fit or I wasn't going to use. I mean, if I know someone that can, I know can use it. Use it. You that. you gift it to someone for sure. Yeah, but if I'm, I already know I will be going back there at some point. Then I will take it back, and you know I'll be going back there at some point. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> what What do you see as my beige flags? Do you, oh, are there anything that I that you're like that's a beige flag? 
Um, I would have said like your obsession with like using up every little thing in the fridge is a bit of a beige flag. Like I think it's, <laughs> it's a little extreme, but I love it. I, I love that about you. It's actually like, for me, it's an extremely positive thing, but I don't think it's, I mean, I think it's, it's a little strange. Okay. <laughs> um, I hadn't thought about your counters until you said it, but I think that's a, that's a great example for you. Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. I think you're, mm -hmm. I don't think you're like, like to me, like the way that they positioned beige flags in the podcast episode that we were listening to, they were really like quirky things, like, yeah. like really sort of strange, like, like, I mean, strange is it's all relative but like yeah. strange kinds of things you know and, and you're you're not super quirky I don't think Sandy okay okay I mean not in comparison to who you've married yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes that is true uh, um but yeah because I was because the whole time I was thinking I was thinking oh wow like because I also I think I have some some oddities, some peculiarities, but okay. but also like Mark is very big. Yeah. Yeah. So many, so many so many strange things <laughs> about that man. In comparison, <laughs> I'm like very, very tame. Yes. Very normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think like things like I think of like what are my beige flags? I think the fact that I'm like I'm so driven in most things, but then I'm so lazy about certain things, like mm -hmm. as everyone knows, opening and closing blinds. Like yeah. I just cannot be bothered. Yeah. And and so I think that's a beige flag. I think it's weird. I, yeah, that is you beige know? flag. But you uh, you acknowledge that it's I, I think it's very strange, especially because of how particular and driven I am in every other area of my life. Like it yes. just it's so strange that that I I will go the extra mile to do these extra things that many people wouldn't, and yet I won't open the blinds. Yeah, I think I think it's weird. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, I you know what else? I. Okay, so I really like, I also really like a clean counter, but it doesn't have to be a clear counter. It just has to be a clean counter. Okay. And I know that I do this, and I don't know if other people know that I do this, although I'm sure they, they must. But if someone else, like, wipes off my counter. Oh, you have to go back. I will wipe it. I will go back and wipe it myself. Okay. And, like... It's not necessarily like they've not done a good job. I, I just, it's not how I would do it. And so it okay. has to be, it has to be, and I, and I've, and I catch myself doing it. And I think like, it's already been wiped, Tenny. Like you don't have to go back and wipe it again, but I do like, because they didn't wring the cloth out well enough, or like I saw still like a speck of something or like, yeah. I don't know. There's something about my kitchen counter that I'm like, I just, it just has to be me who's wiped it. Okay. I think that's a beige flag. I don't know. A lot of, I think a lot of things for me are related to that kind of thing. Like the, the yeah. minute, the minute I clock that there's something on the ground, the vacuum has to come out, you know, like, like there are, yeah. so, but, th but then there are other things that I'm not that fussy on. Like, like the TV stand is covered in dust. Eh, it's fine. <laughs> 
you know so like it's just so odd it's those kinds of things that i'm like i i okay. know that so i for a beige flag for me was when i found out how long you had owned pillows yet i know how obsessively clean you are yeah that was like i big i was like what i don't get it that's not compute <laughs> Okay, well, that's no longer the case. This is, this is another, I know. There's another thing, another frog that I ate. Uh, on yeah, but it might be time. Yeah, no, but it's probably time to replace them again. I just replaced them when I'm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I, I bought brand new pillows for my brand new house. <laughs> um, Don't you worry. Yeah, like certain things you have replaced very quickly, but other things you don't. Like I remember like how long you had your chair at school. Oh, yeah, forever and ever. Yeah, and it was not working properly. No, that's that's right. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I yeah, I will put up with stuff like that for a yeah. long time. Interesting. That's, that also, though, maybe there's a, I guess certain things you have more tolerance for because you are you're a very tolerant person like yeah. it takes a lot to really get you but on the other hand you were a hundred percent in control of that situation too yeah so like so then why bother tolerating it at all yeah it's so, weird so, it is weird it's okay can i now we're almost at the end of our time but yeah. there's i just thought of this one thing yeah and it's gross but i'm going to tell you anyway Oh so, God! The other day, and because I had a hangnail, so I went into the bathroom and I took the. I have a little like a little, you know, pouch that has like tweezers uh -huh. and nail clippers yeah. and like a few things like in it. But usually the nail clippers sit on top of it because they get used often. So I go into the bathroom and I grab the nail clippers off of the little pouch to to clip off this little hangnail. And sitting underneath the nail, where the nail clipping clipper was, are like three little fingernails. Sandy, <laughs> those are not your fingernails, are they? They are not my fingernails. <laughs> Whose fingernails are they? <laughs> and why are they there? <laughs> that is. A big Someone, it was a sneaky clip. <laughs> I'm like, what? But like, to be honest, did you take photos? And start <laughs> sending them to Mark, sending them to James. This is the thing. I don't know if they're Marks or if they're Jameses. They could be either one. Because both of those men use my nail clippers. We're well, like, <laughs> why have you left these for me? Like as a little gift? <laughs> A little offering? I'd like, what am I going to do with these? Oh my goodness. Sandy, I completely forgot that that happened. It just was like last oh. week, like recent. Oh. Uh, you see, for me, that, I, that might be a I, red flag. <laughs> what is this? Like, if that was me, Phil would be immediately getting a barrage of messages. WTF. Did you do this? I, what is your problem? Like, oh, why have you left me these nail clippings? I don't understand it. <laughs> well, Sandy, that was a that was a riot. Thanks for that. It's always good uh, to have a good laugh. <laughs> it's always good. Oh my goodness, it made me cry.
Uh, 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 that was oh what a way to start a weekend <laughs> okay well uh two people who are listening thank you so much for uh for putting up with us we yeah. two people two people or the two people <laughs> <laughs> the two people no 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 <laughs> to anyone to any person oh. who might be listening yeah um, and sandy will chat next week All right. Thank you. (laughs) Take care. Bye.